Blog Talk Radio. Well, Virginia repeat 
Like, the Cavaliers just made an amazing turnaround from getting the asses not only bounced, but trounced in the first round by a 16th seed, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, the Terriers, the Fighting Terriers, won their way to a route to a national championship the following year. That, if that's not resilience, I don't know what is. So props to, to the to, to UVA with that, as well as will Michigan State live up to the number one ranking? And quick answer is hell no, because they got like because they got beat by Kentucky. And you know what else is there? What I can think of? Oh yeah, how will Duke look host Zion Williamson? Looks like they're getting to a good off to a good start right now, but it's a vastly different team. And uh, it was interesting to see how they'll do. It was Louisville, since I live in Cincinnati. Like, Louisville is only an hour and a half away. So, Louisville's picked by many people to win the ACC, and they'll rank to the top, if I'm not mistaken, the top five, maybe the top ten. But the thing is, is this their time, or are they overrated? Are we overrated Cardinals? So, Wayne is back in, so to give me his thoughts on that. So, first of all, brother, uh, good to talk to you. It's good to have Man. you uh, now on the show. Yes, good to be heard. How about that? <laughs> right. So I was just going to give my spiel on the college basketball preview, you know, even though the season started two nights ago. But just basically mm-hmm. just give what my storylines would be, pretty much what the game repeat, like Michigan State not living up to his lofty well, number one preseason, which, which I think this is the first time they've been ranked number one in preseason ever. And how they respond, they get beat by Kentucky. A good Kentucky mm-hmm. team, mind you. The second yeah. ranked Kentucky team, so there's no shame in that. But still, I mean, you gonna have people talking about Izzo and everything, which I think Izzo's a damn good coach. I don't, I think that's just stupid, absurd to hear such talk. But also, I, I'm thinking about Penny Hardaway, man. It's like, you know, he's picked by many to do well to the point to that they are the amongst the favorites to win the American. Uh, conference this year. So, give me your uh, thoughts on, on 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 what your storylines would be first, and secondly, your thoughts about Penny Hardaway. Well, oddly enough, right, the storylines to me, well, number one storyline to me is just that in terms of of Penny is you know the, the, this crop of former players returning to their alma mater to be head coaches. Um, help me if, right. if memory serves me correctly. Is this Penny's first or second year at Memphis? Second, second year. Second yeah. Year. So he has a, a good class coming in this year. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and that everyone is raving about. And of course, you have right. Juwan Howard at Michigan in his first year. Right. Um, getting a dub at the crib last night. Um not necessarily as high uh, of, of expectations, says Mr. Hardaway, but um, he's playing in a very difficult Big Ten conference um, that holds, like you said, the, the the team that was ranked number one in the preseason, Michigan State, right. Maryland, um, Purdue. Um, who else is in that conference that, that team? Um, God, who is that other team in the conference that, that people were talking about? Man, you, you got to freak. Please forgive me. I will say this. My mind is, is still in 
college football mode, so I'm I'm still getting everything together as it pertains oh, to basketball. Mine too. Ohio State. Mine too. Yeah, yeah, so Ohio State is another team that everyone's talking about that, that that's going to look good in the in the in the Big Ten. So I'm expecting somewhere between five and seven teams uh, to come out of this conference um, to participate in the tournament. The thing is, who's going to be the top team to come out of that uh, out of the Big Ten? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, and, and like to your point, um, I, I I I I think no, I, I think I know. Games like what we saw two nights ago, where we had the number one, the teams that ranked number one, two, three, and four in the preseason all face off against each other on the first night of the, of the collegiate basketball season, is wonderful mm-hmm. because right. we don't get, you know, it's not just another one of those okay uh, power. It's not even power five in, in college basketball. These are major conference teams aren't playing against cupcakes on their first night. They're playing against another major conference squad. In some cases, someone that's also in the top ten along with them, which means we're going to get great basketball night one. And it's also going to be a tune-up for them for what come conference uh, tournament time. Not even conference tournament, I'm sorry. National tournament time. Which is, you know, fantastic, but at the same time, it's all fodder. It's all fodder leading up to that. Because it, it doesn't mean much now. You know what I'm saying? And of course, it's, yeah. it's preseason heavyweight facing off, but it doesn't hold weight because we don't know what, where, or what direction the 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 the, the, um, the regular season is going to take us. One of these teams might right. fall. I doubt it. It's a long, but season. it could happen. You know, one of these teams could fall, but you know, like I said before, I doubt it. But just in case if they don't, hey, we got a precursor to what could happen sometime in March. But like I said before, you still have to play the game. You still got to line them up. The court is still, was it, 94 feet by 60 feet, whatever the measurements are for, for college basketball court. And, you know. I think it's 94 feet. Just, yeah, 94 feet. That's you're right. Wow, I just put that, up, Bill, that one on my butt. That was a great guess. Um, they built that special every Saturday about 94 feet. Some conversation, 94 feet, some shit like that. Wow. Yeah, he talks to people and walks them up to the court. So, yeah, I think 94 is correct. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, it's great that we, we get that. It's, you know, they're following in the footsteps of what college football has been doing for the past couple of seasons as well. I mean, this isn't the first year that, that college basketball has done it. They've been doing it for the past couple of years themselves. But, once again, mm-hmm. it's great conversation starter, and it's a great way to pull fans in quickly so we're not here talking about the lights. Matter of fact, it was fantastic on what the ACC did by opening up the season with conference play. Yeah. Jim Behan didn't like it, though, but that's Jim Behan. He's a, pretty much a, a conundrum with you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> man, get over that, old man. Stop playing. Oh, you, oh so you'd rather sit here and watch Quinnipiac play against Boston College. Stop it, dude. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Because the ACC Network, bro, is getting about that content. So I think the ACC has gone to 20 games this year. 20 exactly. And I think the yeah. is as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's cool. It's cool, man. I'm looking looking forward to this. But um, one thing is weird, strikes me as weird, and we'll get into conference previews in a moment, but not mm-hmm. only is Virginia not a favorite 
to repeat because I mean, for good reason. I mean, they they lost some a little bit of talent. Off, well, not a little bit. They I mean, they lost three players who contributed from the national championship team last season, like three starters. Mm-hmm. Three starters. But the thing is, is then I put the finish in the top three in a conference and maybe fourth. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're right number seven, but they got off to a damn good start last night, going to Syracuse and. On the, the orange of 34 points. 34 the points. That's insane, dude. They are in their midseason form, bro. Yeah. I Defensively, mean, yes. UVA. Yeah. But you, that's another thing, too. They're offensively in midseason form, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, you know, <laughs> like, like I always right. say, they, they, they have to pick it up when it comes tournament time. They, they did so last year. The hope is if they're going to compete for uh, uh, to repeat as national champions, they're going to have to get that point total back up to 65, 70, 75 so they can compete with the teams outside of the ACC. Yeah, they can do that in the ACC to the majority of the teams in the conference because, um, let's face it, they're not going to beat Duke scoring 50. They're not going to beat Carolina scoring 50. And they probably won't beat um, – they won't beat uh, Louisville scoring 50. So they're going to have to, you know, play accordingly. Hopefully, you know, their, their defense translates where they're capable of, of being able to at least contain those top teams within their conference and be able to, to score points themselves. So that's <laughs> going to be the thing that I'm going to keep an eye out for is how are they going to be able to score against quality teams, including teams within their conference. Yeah, that's the thing. So the the ACC is going to be hella tough, tough, tough this season. And you know, it's with Louisville expected to be amongst the top with Duke and Carolina usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but one more thing before we get into conference previews, you touched upon this earlier. Penny Hardaway, you know, former players coaching their alma maters. But first of all, how do you think Penny Hart's going to do in the second year? Because there's a lot of hype surrounding him. Mm-hmm. I'll stand in class and all. People are starting to hate on him and thinking that he cheated. He's cheating everything else. But, but nevertheless, how do you think he's going to do in year two at Memphis? My question is, how is he cheating? Exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> why. I, I mean, people just they hate us or something else, man. I mean, <laughs> just because he's doing that Memphis. I mean, people don't realize that Memphis is a hot recruiting bed for basketball players. Yeah. And given the fact that he used to play there, he's from Memphis, and mm-hmm. he played in the league. So he has connections. So he's bound to get some recruits. I mean, people just don't understand. I mean, just basic shit like that. I mean, come on. But, yeah. But I I, I think he's going to do pretty well. I think, I mean, he, he's already just seen this as disruptive from last year when he was, when, <laughs> when he got grief from other coaches and he was giving grief to other coaches. So I mean, mm. I think he's he's on a mission, man. I mean, yeah, he's he's on a mission to do. I mean, because he's been he like because like he's been um uh doing AAU for a while, and yeah. you know he was up with one of his buddies, childhood buddies who eventually passed from cancer. God bless him. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach his AAU team, and uh, it was the high school team, brother. It's high school team. And yeah, because he he was coaching you know, his alma mater, his high school team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they did well too, for I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the thing is, I, I think you'll be what but this you know what this one thing that a coworker and I were talking about earlier today, speaking of Penny, like when you see University of Cincinnati was looking for his head coach after Mick Cronin left for UCLA this past off season, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought that that Nick Van Exel would be considered mm. and it turned out that Nick Van Exel Badly wanted to coach his alma mater. You know, keep in mind oh, wow. he's coached the NBA for years. I think he's coached yes. the G League team, not the Plummet. Um, of course, hmm. he's played in the league for over 10 years as well. Or he's paid his dues and then some, or paying his dues. Um, I think that would be that would have been hella cool to have two guys who compete against each other as Conference Rivals, the old Conference USA, so many years ago. Come back as coaches. Yeah, same in a different league, but the same league nonetheless. That would say been, this. That would be awesome. My hope that if that does happen, is that it ends up being better than Pat Ewing and uh, and Chris Mullen. George That's my Cal- hope. Yeah, yeah George Allen, St. Mullen, John's it, man. You know, it it it, it yeah. that didn't turn out the way that we would have liked to have. But once again, it sounded fantastic on paper. So right. I, I, I hope that that turns out a whole lot better. I think the difference, though, is that with Memphis and Cincinnati, they're a little bit mm-hmm. more attractive than Georgetown and St. John's in terms of attack, attracting talent. So I, I think that mm-hmm. that's where yeah. that'll differ. Well, do tell. I'm curious to, to, to know why because, I mean, granted, you know, People don't – kids don't remember Georgetown where they were good in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them weren't even or thought of. Um, but, yeah, as well as St. John's, too. But you think mm-hmm. that those two schools versus are recruiting hotbeds. So you think that oh, yeah. just by that alone, that would put them on top. And plus, both of those were coached by uh, two NBA Hall of Famers. So mm-hmm. that's for Hall of Famers. So why do you think that is? Why do you think it's, like, so uncool, so to speak, to go to Georgetown and St. John's these days? You know what? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and compare to what we've talked about in terms of the New York Knicks in, in, in previous uh, podcasts. You know, they, right. the mystique of these schools isn't the same with this generation. They don't know. Right. The, the the what happened in the eighties and how great the Big East was and the battles not only that those two teams went through but that entire conference has gone through. Um, so right. to, to to them that's foreign to them. And like you said, you're right. DC and New York are huge basketball hotbeds. But sadly enough. Right. The likes of St. John's and, and Georgetown are extremely low, even in in terms of recruiting within their area. But a lot of those New York kids aren't even staying in New York. A lot of those New York kids are going to Carol to the to the schools in Carolina, going to schools in Kentucky, going to schools other than than staying in New York, except for the ones that really want to stay home. And the same thing here. A lot of the DC cats. So some of them are, are are staying local, but if they're going local, they're going Maryland over Georgetown. You 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 have you a couple of guys that that are 
that that'll end up being at G Town, but it, it's not the best guys that are staying here, you know. So it, it, it's so the times are changing, man. That 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 was so different when we were growing up. I mean, granted, Maryland was great in basketball in the eighties and nineties, along with Georgetown. I wish they played yeah. more. Nice by way, but that's not here nor there. But the bottom line oh, that's is a, that's a whole other conversation. That should pertain to <laughs> you know college basketball <laughs> in DC and how we would love to see on on all levels actually um, yeah. schools within the city rock. play against one another. But for whatever yeah. reason, it just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, outside of um. Uh, uh, UDC and Bowie State, who recently played against each other on the D2 level, it is very rare that you'll – and occasionally Georgetown – but it's, even that is few and far between. It, it, these these beasts between these, these programs, they need to get over themselves and, and give the basketball fans what they want. Right. Yeah. Well, 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 well let me just, just ask you this right quick. Um and we're, we're and after this question, because you got me curious now. I, you don't have to give me the long verse because we got a lot to cover in this podcast. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got Maryland, Georgetown, George Washington. Mm-hmm. This, I, I think this is another D one school in the D C area. George Mason. Uh, George Mason. Yep. Um, American. Well, that's right. Amer- well, it's American D one though. American is D one, yes. Okay, well, okay, five. There's been five school, five universities. Well, D, six. Five D one universities. Yeah, Howard. Damn, of course, Howard. So he got six. Mm-hmm. Six, like, in the district itself, in the DC district itself, you have Howard, Georgetown, uh, American, and uh, George Washington. You got four mm-hmm. in the district itself. Yeah. So yeah. So that would that would be huge. But basically, beefs. So you say beefs, and the, and the, again, you don't have to get the long verse. You got a lot to get into. I know you. I know you're close to it. Close to it being up there and all. But are the beefs that serious? Oh yeah. It, it, it's it's still rooted in what happened in the '80s between. Um, and I know someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong on this. But if memory serves yeah. me correctly, it's still rooted in, in what happened with Lefty, the relationship between Lefty Giselle and um, and John Thompson uh, Sr. And, and, and that's still carrying over, unfortunately. Now, occasionally you'll have these tournaments where you'll end up having two teams from the area and two teams um, abroad come and they play here. But normally mm-hmm. it's like the likes of Georgetown and GW. If if you're a HBCU fan like me, sometimes it'll be like GW and Howard, but it'll never mm-hmm. be all four teams from from the, from the, from the region. As a matter of fact, you know, there's still conversations, even of having a potential HBCU version of that because of Bowie State being right outside of the city, UDC being right. in the city along with Howard, and then potentially getting another HBCU close by, say like. A Morgan State or a Coppin State, maybe a Virginia State or Virginia Union, to potentially come in and play within a four or sixteen, you know, holiday tournament against one another, be like D one versus D two or whatever. 
But, you know, we, we just can't seem to get that to happen, and I find that to be extremely odd here. And then I think that's part, part of the reason why the landscape of, of basketball in the district is suffering the way that it is because this is nowhere near to what it used to be back in the 80s. Don't get me wrong. We still have our basketball players, so we still love basketball here, even though we had to drudge through a whole lot of bad basketball. But we still love the sport. You know, it's still thriving here. We would just love to see more local competition happen against one another. Okay, that is. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Speaking of Big Ten, sort of. Um, speaking of, let's get to the Big Ten. So, you know, uh, I have I have Michigan State uh, winning like uh, winning winning win the Big Ten this year because I love Tom Izzo. I'm a big fan of Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. Um, of what he's done with the program for way back when, when for how long, uh, coming for, like starting off an assistant under Judd Heathcote, if I'm not mistaken, if that, if they, if they, if that's his name. Um, I mean, no no coach can play football, basketball more beautifully than Tom Mizzo. But maybe Bob Huggins can have something to say about that too. But, yeah, I, I like Michigan State, but keep an eye out on Maryland and Ohio State in, in Michigan, keep an eye on those three because Maryland's good. That stat, Ohio State is good, and that hey, you got that five-five connection with Michigan. Now it's mm-hmm. one hour being there, so I'm spent in the mix. You know, they got some talent coming back too. Um, but who you have winning the Big Ten? Excuse me. Um, sure. Wow, that is a fantastic question. Um, as it pertains to the regular season, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go off the beaten path. Well, it's not that far off the beaten path. I'm going to go with Maryland winning the regular season of the Big Ten. I think um, uh, Michigan State wins the tournament, but mm-hmm. Maryland wins the regular season. Oh, interesting. Maryland winning regular season. So you so you bullish on Maryland pretty much. You know what? I would I would like to see it. Um think it would be of course fantastic for the region, but at the same time, just to be contrary and, and not lean on what everyone else is thinking. I like you in terms of liking Izzo as a head coach. Great yeah. head coach championship-level head coach. We know he can win. Right. We know he can win in March. I, I I just think that, you know, once again, any given Saturday, any given Tuesday, whenever they play their other uh, game during the week, anybody can fall to anybody. It's the bounce of a basketball. Anything can happen. And, um, you know, I, 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 I – I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan State won it, but um, I'm going to just go ahead and go off cuff and, and, and pick somebody different just because, and that's why I'm going with Maryland. Because they, they, they are a top three team in the conference, and I don't think it would be unexpected to see them do well. Hmm. Well, how about this then? Let's just go to the to the uh, SEC. Um, you know, lots of noise being made around, of course, Kentucky for, for good reasons. 
They're Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> until otherwise, uh, uh, other teams prove, proves otherwise, they're always going to be the team to be. So I have them winning the, the, the conference this year. But a lot of people are giving Florida some love, you know. Uh, Florida has a lot of cats coming back. Uh, I love the direction that the head coaches has. Has the man I can't think of his name uh, at the moment, but uh, yeah, can you keep it on on Florida, Tennessee, with um, Rick Barnes is always a threat. It's a world mm-hmm. coach team that Rick Barnes there in Tennessee. LSU gets them well too, but how funny that that we hadn't mentioned uh, Bruce Pearl and his Auburn squad. I think they're still going to be pretty good. But can it be that the SEC is finally really, 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 really deep in basketball? If you can believe that. This is, I mean, normally you associate the SEC with football and baseball to a certain extent as well. But basketball, Mm -hmm. this is as deep as the top has ever been. At least at the top, it's no longer Kentucky in the 13 drawers. You got Kentucky, Mm -hmm. Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. I think it's going to have a good squad this year. So, yeah. So, so who do you, so so I'm assuming you have SEC Kentucky uh, won the SEC as well, right? Yeah, I I think I'll go ahead and and stick with what the, the pundits are saying with with uh, Kentucky. Um, but but you're right. In, in recent years, I would say like the past 15, 20 years, we've always had Kentucky and you know in the SEC. Right. It's always been like Kentucky and. Uh, Florida, Kentucky, and Tennessee, whereas, you know, uh, for the past couple of seasons, Auburn has been making their way in in terms of looking competitive as well. But like you said, with those three teams, LSU has been another one of those teams that's been in that rotation as Kentucky and. But now with those four teams being extremely good and and being ranked in the top 25, it's going to be very interesting to see how these teams look throughout the regular season leading up to the conference tournament. My whole thing is, man, with, and this is with everyone, I mean, we, we all understand that um, the regular season is a precursor to the tournament, and the tournament basically leads you to whoever gets the automatic bid, and then, of course, depending on how the other teams do throughout the regular season, whether or not they get into the tournament or not. So regular season, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of shrug off the regular season a little bit because it has its, its it, it has its importance. I'm more focused on who is capable of, of uh, unfortunately winning what I like to call the hot box because these guys have to pay in consecutive nights to win the championship. Even though I give more weight to the regular season champion. I focus more on who comes out of the conference tournament. It's very – I'm very weird like that. Yeah, I hear you, brother. Um, I just so one last thing. and contradicted just, myself for like five minutes. That's right. Um, one more thing before we move to the next conference. You, we, we spoke about the, the death of the SEC in basketball. Mm-hmm. You got new coaches and in, 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 in Eric Musselman. Coaching Arkansas, Buzz mm-hmm. Williams, coaching A and M, and last but not least, Kingston, Kingston, North Carolina's home, Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse. Anderson. That's so, why I haven't seen him at homecoming this year. Coaches. That explains it. 
There you go. Uh, I, you know, I, I like all three coaches. They, they've all had great success in various stops along the way. Jerry Stackhouse coached in the in the G League for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And Williams turned around Virginia Tech, made Virginia Tech a, a college basketball destination, if you can believe that. But the lure of going back home in Texas was too much for him. Plus, you can't be a and money. A and M money, no. that's that's oil money down there. That and Longhorn money, you can't beat that. And that's much as Jimbo, I, I think. There you go, seventy-five mil, seventy-five <laughs> mil. Can't be seventy-five mil. Uh, I, I don't care who it is. <laughs> uh, but Derek Mustard going to Arkansas, as I mentioned earlier. This is going to be fun. I, I haven't said this about the SEC in a while. What, what, what things that we normally say about the ACC, which we'll get to in a moment the Big Ten, and the Big East. This mm-hmm. is going to be a fun basketball season in the SEC. Oh, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. It's it's interesting because you, you, you brought this up earlier, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have that Zion effect this year. Well, right. I don't think so, at least. You know, we we don't have mm-hmm. that one guy who everyone is talking about right now, right? Well, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name. It begins with a C. His name escapes me. Who everyone is considering to be one of the better, if not the best guy in college basketball. But the thing is, not everyone knows who he is as of right now. Where is the player? God, that's the thing. I can't remember what his name, uh, who he's playing with either. Told you I'm, I'm I'm still in football mode right now. I just uh, I just know that his last name starts with C. That they're comparing him okay. to John Morant. I want to say oh, he's wow. at Michigan State. They do have a nice looking freshman. Um, I don't remember his name either, but you know, he'll come he'll come to he'll come to us when this podcast is over near the end of the podcast, of course, right? Um, oh, oh, always, but, yeah. as always. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. We don't have that. We don't have that super duper star. And in those years, it seems to be extremely. It's not to say that it's not competitive. In those years where there is a super duper star, it's just that your focus uh-huh. isn't just on one guy every night. You're, you 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 have the ability. Well, for those who who don't have that ability, you're capable of watching or or, or paying attention to all of the conferences to see who's going to end up winning these extremely talented uh, uh, conferences. You know, you, like you said, SEC is going to be thick. ACC is, is top-heavy. Um, right. A, a Big Ten is, 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 is thick. Um, I haven't even checked out to see what's going on in, in, in the Pac-12 yet to see what they're yeah, doing. Um, exactly. <laughs> See, and then you know the, the American Conference. Um, yeah. Now you have to help me with this. Is this the first year that UConn is in the American Conference? This is the last year they're going to be in the American Conference. Well, this is the last and year. See, look at me. I'm I'm, I'm no, all thrown okay. off. I'm, no, they're going to go to the Big East uh, next season. So since we're talking about UConn, let's get to the American. Um, 
to America. I mean, UConn. I mean, it's too bad because I think UConn is a good coach and uh, and one the Hurley brothers, not Bobby, but the other dude. Um, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. What's his, uh, what's his first name? I forget his first name. Uh, you know anyway, what? Uh, I think it's going to be really. I think they're going to be good. Except I think the America's going to be kind of. They're going to be great at the top this year. Uh, start with Memphis, UC, Houston, Wichita State. I think is going to bounce back. Keep it out of Florida as well. Um, and keep people giving South Florida some love, even though UConn's getting some love as well. So a lot of people have, like, Memphis, UC, Houston, Wichita State, UConn, and South Florida as top six teams in the conference. I don't know if Memphis is ready yet. they got the talent, but UC has those OGs, uh, especially in, in Jared Cumberland. He's a senior. And if you don't know who he is, Google him. You'd be glad you did on YouTube, brother. Be glad you did. That dude is tough. But uh, I have UC winning the American regular season title and barely eking out a regular season title over Memphis. I think it's going to be between those two squads and Houston too. Uh, I think it'll be a three-headed, three, a three-headed race, a three-horse race: Memphis, Houston, and UC for the um, for the American uh, regular season title. But uh, I have UC finishing ahead of Memphis and Houston. What say you? And I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see how um, Coach Hardaway deals with this pressure of being tabbed, having the best team in the conference, and whether or not right. they live up to expectations. Um, because this will be the first time that we'll ever see it on this level for him. So with, with that being said, that's why I'm rolling with uh, Cincinnati as well in this conference. And speaking of UConn again, since they'll be in the Big East next season, let's go to the Big East. Um, by the way, it's great to have UConn back in the Big East. That, that's good. That's, I, I'm a traditionalist. I think you're a traditionalist as well. It's good to have oh, yeah. them back in the Big East. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Villanova and everybody else. I beg to differ because I hope you're sitting down, but I really like Keaton Hall. Keaton mm. Hall has a lot of guys coming back. They finished well last season. They surprised a lot of people last season. They're going they got a very hungry squad, I thought, and they're well coached as well. So I look for them to upset the apple cart and take the, the Big East um, um, season title away from Villanova. I really think so. I think it will be between them and Villanova and Marquette as well, uh, those three teams, because Marquette has a lot of their guys coming back too. But I really like Keaton Hall a lot. Mm-hmm. And one more thing about the Big East, it's good to see being a, being now I'm a Cincinnati, Ohio resident, it's good to see that both UC and Xavier are both are, are, are going to be great, are going to be uh, predicted to have great seasons, well, good seasons, rather. Xavier is the one that's being ranked as the one team that's ranked out of two. Um, but I, I see Seton Hall overtaking Villanova to win the to win the Big East this year, this season. Hmm. They're taking Seton Hall 
Yeah. Mm. I'm going off the beaten path. Pick a seat in Hall. And you know what? You want to do that? I'm going to go off the beaten path, too. I'm taking Xavier. How about that? Oh, wow. For, for, no, wow. No, for no legitimate reason whatsoever, other than being a contrarian, <laughs> I'm taking Xavier. Just because. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But Xavier's good. I'll give you that. At least you have that going for you. Xavier is damn good. <laughs> so, you know, hey, you might be coming back this time in March and saying, booyah, like on the phone. Uh, <laughs> with that pick. Let's go to the big I'll tell you this. Quick. I, I won't take yes, so much credit for it. I'll just go ahead and say, mm, I got lucky. And just shrug my shoulders. Yeah. You you are humble. Humble yet hungry. Like <laughs> humble yet, yet very hungry. Um, in the Big 12, where it's been Kansas and everybody else the past few seasons, and what's funny is that this, we may be looking at the end of an era because I think the NCAA is going to come down and come down very hard on Jayhawks basketball program. Everything mm-hmm. that's related to the recruiting scandal, with the Adidas in the NCAA with agents running amok and whatnot, with the FBI getting involved with that, why the FBI getting involved with, the, with collegiate athletics if it's not dealing with drugs and gambling, I don't know, but here we are. Um, so this may be the last time we see Kansas in a competitive position in a long time if the NCAA gets its way. So, mm-hmm. of course, by death and taxes, I got Kansas winning the Big 12 regular season time crown, but I love Texas Tech as well, and don't and don't sleep on Baylor. And one more thing about the Big 12, I think this is Shaka Smart's last stand in Texas. He's oh, on wow. the hot seat. Yes, Where he is. on the hot seat. There are rumors about his ass being gone if he doesn't make the NCAA tournament and win a game in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament as well. So this may this is this is Shaka's last stand. So brother man, you were a hot shot dude at uh, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, mm-hmm. I step it up right now because you know you, you know, the walls close on you, but you're getting that Charlie Strong treatment. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> anyway, I got I got Kansas being the big and winning the Big Twelve again, which is has been Kansas. And the and the eleven in in the uh sorry Kansas and the nine dwarfs for ten plus seasons in county. And I'm right there with you. Um, like you said, the three schools in Texas I think will compete with Kansas, but you know I I don't know if they're necessarily strong enough. And yeah, Kansas fell to Duke, but but Duke is Duke. Um, and I actually like this Duke team a little bit more than I like it last year, even though they had more talent. I think that this team is what Coach Krzyzewski likes, which is players to, yep. that are more coachable rather than just having, just having raw talent because he can coach yeah. these guys up and have them playing together and figure it out a way, especially when February and March comes. So – yeah, I, I, that's why I don't hold that. Like I said earlier, I don't hold that opening night loss against those top four teams that may have walked away with an L against another top four team. So yeah, that's why I, mm. I have Kansas um, winning the Big Ten or the Big Twelve. I'm sorry. 
So, speaking of Duke, the greatest basketball conference known to man, the ACC. Yeah, I'm a convert. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're by. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're by. So, to those listeners, deal with it. Um, we have <laughs> interesting stuff going on with the top with the top of the ACC. A lot of people think the Louisville is going to crash the party on top because they bring all the players back. Chris mm-hmm. Mack, formerly of Xavier University, who's also hails from Cincinnati's west side of town. Um, he has he, a lot of people giving him love after what he did his first year in Louisville with mostly Patino's players. Now he has a lot of his players there. His system has been implemented. You know, a lot of them, um, you know, a lot of those players really bought into Chris Mack, exceeding expectations. And now year two, people are looking for them to really take the next step and make some major noise in ACC. I still, I don't know if Louisville's ready, even though they look very, they look real damn good, um, like uh, last night against Miami. Then again, they played yeah, at Miami. Miami but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I really love Carolina. I can't believe I'm saying this. I really love Carolina. Um, being an interesting grad, I am. Um, Cole Anthony, <laughs> you see him last night? I did not, but I heard he years. balls out. 34 points, bruh. And 11, I think he had 11 assists or rebounds, one. Beautiful, mm. 6'4". 6'4", 6'5"-ish. Um, and, he, and then in the first game, 34 points against uh, what I think is going to be a, a very good Notre Dame team. Mm. But that's why you guys have com like you have Comcast and Comcast is tripping when it comes to ACC network. So yeah, uh, so that, <laughs> that's the thing that I'm going to be without, you know, because it hurt me during the football season. It's going to kill me during the basketball season that I won't be able to watch uh, the ACC network. I already have a buddy of mine who's an A and T and also a Carolina alum. Who is has already cried his eyes out to me uh, this past weekend, complaining about yeah. how he won't be able to watch the first five Carolina games this year because he he watches all of the games. Right, right, and and, and you know what else, man? It's going to mention that Comcast playing this game with chicken with the ACC network, the ESPN, because most of Comcast is in ACC country. Yes, it is. You know the Mid Atlantic. The Mid Atlantic with 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 the with the Marva, you know, and the DMV, um, mm-hmm. as well as Atlanta, Georgia, that area, mm-hmm. parts of Florida. Interestingly enough, Com- I mean not Comcast, Spectrum is in the Carolinas, yeah, and whatnot, and I think it's Virginia. So and and in Ohio, it's here in Ohio too. So there is that. But yeah, I mean I think Comcast is also in the New England area too. So. Mm-hmm. They're playing a serious game of chicken with their bottom line. And, but you know what? You know, go ahead. The, the reason why they're, they're doing it or they're capable of doing it is because um, it's not necessarily, even though there are a lot of lums here, there are a lot of lums here, it's not necessarily right. the ACC's hotbed, you know, like right. Virginia, North Carolina, um, especially North Carolina, Georgia, and, and South Carolina is, but of course you you do have Pitt, but I don't know what they what they're doing in Pennsylvania, um, 
And I, I yeah, and I don't know what's going on in um in the Boston area, but yeah, this area here, they they they've already gone and chalked this up to, to uh, Big Ten territory because of Maryland, and also yeah. um and, and and also Big East territory because of G Town, and everybody else just gets yeah. thrown off the Masson um locally here anyway. So it's like, eh. If they want to watch ACC basketball, they just have to wait until it's shown on ESPN. But no, they're not getting a network, and and they're hurting a whole lot of That's people who just like ACC basketball, like myself. Yeah, you know, see that, see that, see that's a good point because not to get too far off topic here, but you know, yeah, the DC area. I mean, thanks to Maryland, Maryland's a flagship school in the DC area. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're a Big Ten squad. They're a Big Ten school now. And mm-hmm. you know, Comcast, as, as far as well, uh, as, as, as far as I know, I think to it's my understanding the Big Ten Network is on Comcast. Yes, it um, is. So there you go. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting. I mean, again, you know, because you got a lot of Georgia Tech alums in, in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. not Georgia Tech alums, but ACC alums as well. You have a lot. You know, you got UVA fans and Virginia Tech fans there. In the D.C. area, I know plenty of them. That's oh, yes. That's there. Mm-hmm. So, but to your point, Maryland's a flagship school, so I guess the, the Comcast is looking at that and going, oh, well. And, as, and I think the SEC network is on Comcast. So, to that point, you got Georgia down there. And yeah. So, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech. So, as far as Comcast goes, they're like, yeah, we got big dogs on our thing. So we're, we're at the ACC when we damn well feel like it. But but anyway, I picked Carolina to win the ACC in the regular season. Who do you have winning the ACC in the regular season? Oh, man. Who do I have winning the regular season for the ACC? I am actually going to go with Louisville because of that veteran presence. Oh. But like you said, um, Duke and Carolina, watch out for them come tournament time. Because they're going to have some strong runs. UVA, of course, is, is, is going to be uh, one to contend with. My question, though, is that number five team in the ACC, will they be good enough to compete with that top tier? Or will they just legit be kings of seeds five and below? That's that's what I want yeah. to see. And when when you ask that question – Teams that come to mind for me will be NC State, Florida State, yep. and Notre Dame. And, and yep. you know, it, so, it'll be interesting to see how they compete with those top four during the regular season. Well, NC State has gotten to a rough start losing to Georgia Tech at home, which I still, I'm still baffled by that. But, again, it's a long season. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Notre Dame is going to be good. I think Florida State is going to be very good as well. Even though they mm-hmm. lost to Pitt, which I think Pitt's improved. I think Pitt's going to be improved this year under Jeff Capel and company. Um, turn that around. Um, so it's going to mm-hmm. be great. I mean, SEC, the SEC and the ACC is going to be fun for college basketball this season. I'm looking forward to it. Um, one last thing before we get to the mid-majors, even though we don't give a damn about it, it's the Pac-12. Um <laughs> I think they're the king of the one big conference again for the for the NCAA tournament. I haven't said that 
I got Oregon winning it. I don't see anybody challenging Oregon. So, again, I don't care about the Pac-12. We'll do it outside of West Coast. Just <laughs> keep a damn about Pac-12. But I, 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 I think Oregon's going to win that bad boy and uh, then lose in the first round into the Big 20. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just you're, you're taking. I'm just saying. It, 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 it's it's rough. It's rough on me too because you know, but you, you're more of a Central Time Zone guy than I am, so I, I get that extra hour. I mean, I mean, of, of, I mean, I mean yeah. Believe it or not, yeah. Oh, but, you but, are. But, oh, but, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, barely. So, I'm barely. Oh, I mean. okay. So you, yeah, you, you, you you're suffering through late uh, start times like me if I'm wanting to watch Pac-12 basketball. but right. um exactly. It, yeah, so it's like with me, I'll just catch highlights either in the morning or by the time I get to the office. But with that said, you're taking Oregon? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and dash this word. I'm going to take Arizona. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Take Arizona. This year, I don't think they're making a tournament. And I think they'd be slight with instant bay violations as well. They're one yeah. of those cool probes. But uh yeah, I, I, I like Oregon. Um, right quick. Um, the mid majors. Well, actually we all know that Gonzaga's will win the big west, but I think St. Mary's yeah. will make some noise the big west as well. Yeah, they they're better than they were last year because they beat Wisconsin uh the other night in 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 a in, in a non conference game. Um Trying to think of other mid majors that, and maybe Murray State. I think Murray State's gonna win the Ohio Valley. Blah blah blah. I don't really care too much about the Mac. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but since we're both HBCU guys, who do you have? And I know you HBCU sports would have back wrapped about all things HBCU sports. Who mm-hmm. do you have winning the yeah. And the CIAA. Ooh, and wow, wow. And, and, wow. So, um, yeah, I haven't necessarily looked at uh, D2 basketball yet, and I've been peeking in a little bit uh-huh. with um, the MIAC and the SWAC. But um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go Texas Southern again for the SWAC until someone shows that they can beat them come – Conference tournament time. I, that's what I'm going to continue to lean on. As it pertains to the MEAC, God knows I don't want to take uh, North Carolina Central only because they are a rival. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, Moton is, is, is the head coach there at Central. Damn good, damn good damn coach. Good coach he took a three or four seed last year as they got into the MEAC tournament, and they won the tournament with, with that seed. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here, even though last year I'm going to – God, no, because it's going to make me sound like a homer, so I'm not taking A&T, even though they were one of the top three teams in the conference last year, but they got mollywhopped by uh, 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 by UNC Greensboro. 
this past week. So, no, I can't take them. So, I'm going to oh, take wow. Norfolk State to repeat as regular season champions. I'm going to take Norfolk State to repeat as regular season champs. How about the SWAC? Oh, Texas Southern out of the SWAC. Oh, that's, that's why you just said that. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't finished. That's all right. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can't argue with that, man. I like Norfolk State. But, again, mm-hmm. I know things for you to say this, to hear this, rather. But watch out for Central only because Moulton. He's a damn good coach. He is. The way he's been able to make chicken salad out of chicken poop um, (laughs) year after year. year. I mean, he just is. He's he's that dude. He's had plenty of opportunities to leave Central, which I think he eventually will because I think – I don't know what job he's holding out for. I suspect it's a major program in the state of North Carolina. Um, Mm. But if it comes calling – and I think he'll leave Central, but you better enjoy what y'all better enjoy what while you still can because he's he's a damn good coach. You know, to do what he can, what he does. But uh, what, my final four, final four, my final four is North Carolina, Kentucky, Louisville, and Duke. With and I'm about to throw up in my mouth, Carolina winning the whole thing. I, I, I'd like really like Carolina's recruiting class, and. Um, Roy Williams is a damn good coach, as is Coach K, as well as um, Coach Cow in in in, in uh, Kentucky. And I, you already heard what I said about Chris Mack and Louisville. But mm-hmm. I, I think Carolina's, Carolina is so damn talented. And it's going to be – I hate to say this, but it's, it's going to be – it's probably going to be partying and, and sky blue. When it's all said and done, how about what's your final four? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go a little bit different. I mean, I'm a, I'm agreeing with you in terms of uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I have a strange feeling it's gonna be a two-team ACC team in the Final Four. So, and uh, me saying yep. this, a lot of people are gonna just grumble when I say this. Duke, Carolina. I am going to go because, you know, you always got to have one team to kind of muck up the system, right? Um, right. I am going to go with uh, who's going to be my team to muck it up. Um, I'm going to go with Florida. No, I'm sorry. Wow. Strike that. I'm sorry. No, I'm taking Florida out. I'm going to Xavier. Oh. Duke, Carolina, Xavier, and my okay. final team will be – God, I just had them on the tip of my tongue. Oh, man. Michigan State. Those are my four. Okay. And I am going with Duke this year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. This is very early, and I'm going with Duke. Hey, that's that's all right. That's quite all right. I mean, you go with what, what you know. Um, so we'll both be throwing up in my mouth. Um, yeah. So let's move on to to college the college football playoff rankings, brother. Um, yeah. So it's went to me. I didn't have a problem with it. I have a problem with Ohio State being ranked ranked first. I mean, if you look, even the eye test. They're just that team. They're just complete as they could possibly be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the first-year coach. 
that day dude. I call him the day dude because his last name is there. I forget his first name. Um, followed by LSU, Alabama. I mean, Alabama and Penn State. So what got me was they put Penn State ahead of Clemson. But I understand why Clemson got left out because, look, Clemson's great. We know Clemson's great, right? Mm-hmm. But the ACC is hot garbage. I, I, mean, <laughs> if you, I mean, it is. I mean, it's hot garbage. I mean, because if you have a team like – look, Boston College got mollywhopped. We, we like using that word, mollywopped by Kansas. Yeah. Remember? They got mollywopped by Kansas. ACC mm-hmm. got curb in West Virginia. And mm-hmm. it's not a West Virginia team that's very good. Um, I mean, my, the only bright spot, not compass wise, was Carolina upsetting South Carolina to start the season. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Matt Brown is that dude. He's going to turn around Carolina, as, I hate to say this, sooner rather than later. I mean, he's got some cooking down in Chapel Hill. Um, it sure anyway, does. But but the ACC is garbage. Miami's garbage. Florida State just fired a coach. Woody Taggart is garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Virginia Tech is mediocre garbage. I mean, mm-hmm. outside of outside of like uh, Wake Forest, maybe Virginia, and the resurgent, suddenly resurgent Louisville, the conference is garbage. And Clemson, of course, the conference is garbage. They're Clemson, they're Clemson squad away from being worse than America. Let's yes. put it that way. Um, so I understand why Clemson is outside the top four, but I think Clemson has a clear shot to be in the top four because the beautiful, the beautiful part about this whole the rankings is all the top four teams going to play each other. Mm-hmm. So they're going to eliminate each other. Yeah. Starting with this weekend, LSU and Alabama, which I'm going to be watching. I don't know about you. I'm going to be watching that bad boy at 7.30 p.m., I believe, um, this Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So I think that's an elimination game. Even though people have their theories, like if Alabama wins, thanks to LSU's like, strip of schedule, they can get in, blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking at this. Like the way it is, like if they lose, but especially like in Ohio State, they play Penn State and in, in the Horseshoe later on in the season. But before that, Penn State has to go to Minnesota. Well, that thing doesn't mm-hmm. happen in Minnesota, by the way. Um, so do I. So I, I think it's going to be an ass with Um So out of way, the four teams are probably play each other. Those are going to be elimination games, in my opinion. So it mm-hmm. comes to me. If Clemson stays undefeated and wins the ACC champ in the with the ACC championship game, then I think that whoever wins the, in the top four, be it Ohio State, Penn State, uh, 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 Ohio State, Penn State, they will win the um, the uh, the uh, the uh, Big Ten title. Then obviously, same with the SEC between LSU, uh, uh, Alabama, and maybe Georgia too. If Georgia doesn't lose. And lost the eight to the, the their conference tournament champion, their conference championship game. But the thing is, is what about Oklahoma and what about Oregon and Utah? But I think that's going to be a elimination game because Utah. I don't think they play in the regular season, but things hold serve the way they are right now. To be playing in the in the 
Pac-12 championship, which would be probably the first Pac-12 championship that's worth a damn. I'm back on the Pac-12, but damn it, they are sorry, except for football. I'm not too sorry for football. Uh, well, the thing is, you know, it's not like past years where everyone has knocked everyone else out of, you know, contention for a potential uh, a playoff spot, right? And and this one, we, we end up having what could potentially be uh, uh, Utah and Oregon competing to try to fight their way somehow with some help for either one of them to get into the top four. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens in that situation. But to your point with the ACC, right. now, see, if, if if you were watching Sleazy Sports and been following what I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, you would have known mm-hmm. who the top five was going to be because my top five has been legit. What their top my, – my top five this week is the, uh, the same top five for the CFP with the exception of my one and two being switched. So I currently have mm-hmm. LSU at number one and Ohio State at number two. Now, to your point, with Clemson being number five, I had beef with Clemson all season long. Yes, they took care of the teams that they were supposed to take care of, with the exception of North Carolina. And then who's that other close? And then, of course, Texas A&M, not saying that they should have dominated a team who was uh, 12th in the nation at that time. But if they would have played them a lot stronger than what they did, they probably would have gotten a little bit more consideration and might be in the number four spot. But, you know, you you beat a number 12 team by 14, then you beat Carolina by one because of a failed – what was a failed two-point conversion at the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, That's why you end up number five. Because you, people would expect it more from you, and that's not what you're giving them. So, yeah, it's going to be a situation, like you said, with uh, 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 Alabama and LSU. They've actually played Saturday at 3.30, which I'm a little bit upset about because at that point in time, I'll be in the middle of leaving Baltimore from watching A&T and, and more State. But, um, uh, 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 of course, Ohio State, and uh, Penn State will be facing off in about a week or two themselves. So that'll be a pseudo-elimination game, too. So, I mean, they'll they'll creep back up and in the top four, barring uh, uh, either one of those games being very, very tight. And the higher seed barely losing to the lower seed. Because if that happens, if it becomes a situation where Penn State barely beats Ohio State, say by three or less, and Alabama beats LSU by three or less, I think those four just might switch around a little bit, especially, especially if Clemson messes around and just plays around with the likes of uh, 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 State, Wake, or OBC. If they just barely beat those three, they're going to end up keeping themselves out of playoff contention. Well, I think that blew out BC already. So, to your point, they play NC State this weekend. This, I'm sorry, way, not, not, not BC, SC. That's what I meant to say, South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah, right. Exactly. So, it's interesting left. Clemson comes to NC State, which is NC State's homecoming, homecoming weekend, if I'm not mistaken. 
don't know who planned that one. I but. Well, I feel bad for State because I think Clemson's pissed. I think he's going to take it out. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, we're getting a primetime spot. So I'm going to be in the fetal position for the, for, for the, for the majority of the of Saturday evening, I'm thinking. And because uh, we're not that good. We're, we're mediocre. We got the ass kicked by Boston College like hey, a, week, Scott, a week or two ago. So they, yep. they have Clemson favored by 32 and a half. Yeah. They're yeah. going to whoop that ass. They're going to cover that and then some. Um, yeah. yeah. They're so, better. So, so, um, if that, yeah, so one more thing before I get to the 300th episode thing. I mm-hmm. mentioned, I wrote about my blog the other day. Is that Cam Newton? Cam Newton, of course, was sidelined. Um, I'm looking at Christina Pink on, on uh, NFL and Fox right now. She's hella mm-hmm. fine, by the way. But anyway. Yes, uh, she is. <laughs> Yes, yes, she is. Um, if those of you who don't know who Christina Pink is or what she looks like, Google her. Go to Instagram. Glad you did. Go to Instagram, son. Go uh, to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, so, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a God out there. Um, so, <laughs> so, is this the last we see of Cam Newton in Carolina, given the injuries that he's had, given that they're shutting him down? And the fact that they could get out of his contract, the Panthers could get out of his con- under his contract for only one or two million dollars, counting against the salary cap next season. What, 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 what do you think the next move would be? Um, the short version, yes, yes, they do. Mm. Um, but the thing is this, right? Carolina is technically in a win-win situation, and let me explain how. Right? Okay. So, if uh, uh, Kyle Adams. Well, Kyle Allen, Allen, I'm sorry. I keep thinking it's Adams and mm-hmm. Allen. Kyle Allen, Allen, I'm about to say it again. Allen plays out the rest of the season, right? And he doesn't look mm-hmm. as good as he has in those first five games. They can keep Cam for a very low $21 million. That is not a lot of money for a quarterback of mm-hmm. his, and I'm doing air quotes right now, caliber, especially a former right. uh, 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 league MVP. If they decide that he is what they want to move into and they want to go ahead and hand the reins over and make this a Christian McCaffrey-led team, they can cut Cam, save $19 million, give mm-hmm. them a stud wide receiver, take some more of that change left over because you know it's not going to cost $19 million to get you a stud receiver. You take that change, whatever holes you got, you can fill those with the rest of that money. And you can go ahead and ride on out next year with Mr. Allen. Win-win. But I truly believe it's going to be the latter. It makes perfect sense. You've got you a capable young QB, not necessarily a world beater. doesn't have to be because, you know what, we've seen this blueprint before. Get you a young QB that is capable of, of – of, of playing okay enough, have you a great run game? Because everybody mm-hmm. knows right now that it's all about stopping uh, uh, CMC, and they can't. And you got a defense that's that's once again playing under the identity of the Carolina Panthers defense. So you got mm-hmm. that formula. It is a winning formula in this league. We've seen it time and time again. We've seen it with the Steelers. We've seen it with the Patriots. 
We've seen it with the Ravens. We've seen it this season with the New Orleans Saints. So it's 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 a it's a tried and true. Well, I shouldn't say tried and true. It is what's in style right now, and it's very very effective. And once again, if you can save nineteen million and and and, and get him some more skill players, because that's the one thing mm-hmm. I think that they're really hurting on right now. They have okay guys at the wideout spot, DJ Moore, and I can't even name who the other wideout is. And then of course, you know you got um, Greg Olson who's been flirting with retirement. So yeah, you can go ahead right. and get you some, some some other skill guys to play with them, some younger skill guys to play alongside with them, and 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 win that way. So yeah, I think he's gone. But I just find it interesting just to kind of bring in HBCU sports real quick with that. Um, it's been uh, reported that Kalen Newton, Cam's younger brother, was invited to visit the University of North Carolina at Charlotte this past weekend. Mm. So my okay. thing is, I just find it weird that he's – well, not weird. I get it. He wants to potentially be close to his brother. But what happens when his brother's not going to be in Charlotte? Is he still going to want to go to Charlotte? Hmm. Interesting. But – like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think Cam is going to be there at the end of next season. It, it, it'll be great for him to go somewhere who is a QB away from competing and going deep in the playoffs. I can't think of who that would be off the top of my head as of right now, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, a, 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 a change of scenery would not hurt Cam Newton. Well, here's the thing: I call you those Panther fans who think Kyle Allen's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, wow. Carolina's asking Kyle Allen to do something different than what they asked for Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a playmaker. What's mm-hmm. a playmaker? You okay? Kyle Allen is a game manager. That's a big mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. And the reason what people, people are missing, you touched upon it, is that the reason why Carolina, big reason why Carolina's doing pretty well right now, Cam's absence, is because Christian McCaffrey is balling out of his mind. He should mm-hmm. be MVP candidate if he already has one. And because, yeah. if, I mean, if you, if they, for a player to go a week in and week out knowing that he is the focal point of the opposing defense and still balls out the way he's balling out, yeah. And it helps that the defense is pretty damn good, too. So, yes. yeah, a great running game and a great defense, they, those two things travel. So as long as Kyle Allen doesn't muck things up, just be a game manager. That's all they're asking him to be is a game manager. But keep in mind, Panther fans, you don't want to go back to the Stone Age where the last the last few years of the Jake Delhomme era and right before y'all drafted Cam Newton. I mean, there's a reason why y'all drafted Cam Newton number one. So I just leave it at that. So be mm-hmm. careful what you wish for, because I know he's polarizing. Figure down there. I know Cam Cam Newton's a polarizing figure there. You you can't you run just hot or cold with him, but just be careful what you ask for. That's all I ask. But one more thing, man. Three hundred. This is three hundredth episodes, man. It's like I remember starting his journey four or five years, no, five or six years ago. I never think I'd make it so far, let alone three hundred episodes. And I know we're not. Podcast is not popular, overly popular, everything. But it's it, it's my baby. 
and uh, you know that. And mm-hmm. the fact that I've been doing this 300 times, and you've been <laughs> with me the vast majority of this journey, it's awesome. This is just awesome. It's just like our 200, the 200 episodes way back when. We're, I'm, we're at 300, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. And I'm thankful. I mean, again, I know that I know not many people know about us. More and more people are knowing about us, thankfully. But the thing is, is that doing this 300 times is a blessing. You know, it's a grind. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have your own show as well, Sleepy Radio. It's, it's, any podcast out there knows it's a grind. No matter mm-hmm. what genre the podcast is, what the podcast is. But the, the coolest part about it is the journey. And whether we have paid her on this podcast or other podcasts or whatever, you know, the, the journey's been well worth it so far. It's fun. Talking sports, talking with people that I know, respect about sports, it's great. And to think that people do this for a living, that's like stealing money. So, <laughs> again, I thank you for being along this journey with me, man. 300 episodes, being the vast majority of 300 episodes. And, you know, I remember who I, – I, there's one thing about me, man. I remember who, who brought me. I remember the, the uh, people who I supported, the group supported me along the way besides yourself, um, Jeffrey Fan and uh, and Hopi Mark from the ACC uh, Sports Blog, uh, mm-hmm. Gina Reed, my favorite uh, uh, savage uh, tennis supporter. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the usual suspects. Uh, Andre Edwards from LockdownBingos dot com, um, and and as well as a few uh, new people along the way, um, it's been great. It's been great, and looking forward to another hundred episodes to give me the four hundred if I'm still alive and kicking. Um, and it's 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 been it's been great, man. And thank you again for supporting me. Thanks for being along the way for the majority of these episodes and. Uh, Let's keep it, going. keep it going. I'll say this real quick. First and foremost, yes, thank you for allowing me to be on this ride with you. I've known you since oh, before you've done the show. So to see right. the the beginning, not even of the show, of 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 you doing your your blog from 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 watching that grow to what it is right now, and then to that evolving into the podcast and then watching the evolution of the podcast and you bringing me on, which I thought was fantastic of you to do so. And then to see that even grow, well, like you said, with the, the other uh, uh, guests that you've had on the show and the other regulars that you've had on the show and to watch this show continually grow, watch you as a podcaster continually grow and, and, and to help aid in that man. Um, I, I'm I'm extremely proud of you to make it to this 300 mark. Uh, like you said, it is a grind. Thank you. Um, and, and and you have to have the 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 passion, well, and the time to continue to want to do this. So I'm just glad yeah. that that you've had that focus and that grind. And, and and I look forward to see the direction that that you uh continue to grow into. Uh, and I'm just hope that I continue. To, uh, to to be there along with you, and hopefully sooner or later, the great reverend may make a, an, an appearance sooner or later. 
forgot to bring him back. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Much love to you and your crew as well. And, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. It's been, a, it's been a ride, so let's keep the ride going. Most keep the ride going, brother. All right. Take, take care, it man. easy, bro. Right. You do the same. Peace out. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on on uh, the Yard, such as Street Sports, the rest of all things, the Street Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio every Tuesday evening, or most Tuesday evenings on Facebook Live. It's been a real, it's been a great journey, folks. Thank y'all for accompanying me on this journey, the 300 episodes of The Clown Hour. Anyway, I got 10 minutes. I don't want to belabor the point, but thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. And thank you for tuning in for the 300th episode of The Clown, Time, of the Clown Hour, rather. Please check out my sports ball, The Clown Times, as well. Until then, y'all, oh, six, peace out.